welcome back to Witches DNA 101. So, yes, if you're noticing the dates, I did just finish the podcast, but I had to come right back and do this before I forget, like, totally forget what I wanted to back, you know, come back real quick and do a podcast on. This is uh, a segment that was, I guess you can say, Part of the last one that I just did about shadow people, sparkles, and smoke. And I'm going to talk to you guys briefly about, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting. I knew I would do this. About, um, demonology and, um, other different experiences that. I, in particular, have had. You can see shadow people anywhere. Um, sometimes there are spirits can act or demons can act in ways that aren't uh where you can actually see them. And I'm um, flashbacking to something right now that I'm thinking about that I'm about ready to, that I'm getting ready to tell you all. And thank you all for tuning back in. Um, some of this stuff is hard to talk about because some of this stuff was pretty deep, pretty heavy. And um, it takes a toll on you over time. And the reason why it would take a toll on me over time is because I was, for the most part, most of my life, unwilling to even entertain the thought of trying to communicate with these beings. Okay, so the the incident that was... had me flashbacking for a minute there. I just got home from the military. This was back in 2005. Around February or March. And um, I was staying at my aunt and uncle's house where my two oldest kids and I had, had my youngest and he was about two or three and so we were staying with them and my aunt and my uncle their godparents and my aunt okay this is actually a few years from that date because my aunt had just passed and that would be my kid's godmother she had just passed he passed in the house And so I remember I had gotten in my car and I was heading to the store really quick. I was going somewhere real quick. I might have been going to pay a water bill because that was downtown. This is a small town in Leverett, Kansas. And so I might have been going to pay a water bill or just going somewhere briefly. I wasn't going to be gone long. So I left the driveway, drove down to the end of the street at the stoplight made a left and I think it was right at that left or maybe 
halfway to my destination. I was driving, and for some reason, something, and I felt it was my ass, but something had turned the wheel of my car, and I was literally fighting whatever it was. Something was turned, like it was trying to turn my car around, and I was fighting. I was fighting it. Now, many years later, because my son is now 19, my youngest is now 19, many years later, I'm thinking, you know, not even this long, I would say probably five years, it's just been roaming around in my head for that long. Maybe I should have turned around and went back. I don't know what was going on. Basically, I have an idea, but I'm not sure. But you guys might have experienced something where something tried to turn you around or tried to um, avert your direction into another direction or try to influence you physically in your physical world. Something spiritually, really like a, a spirit. Try and I strongly felt her, and I could see her, and she just she has a reputation, not with me, but she has a reputation in the family of being really mean. So, um, but much to her credit, she would often talk about how. Well, her mom had abandoned her and she was raised by her foster mom who was extremely cruel. And so the it was like this rush, like I don't I don't mean like a gentle tug. I mean like a yank and continuous yanking to get the wheel to turn and me struggling to keep the car straight and turning the wheel in the opposite direction to try to keep the car straight. Eventually, she stopped, and I went on to my destination. Um, adrenaline, I know my heart was racing, and whew, a lot of these things I get chills talking about because, um, ooh, 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 oh my goodness. Um, that was one thing I wanted to come back and tell you guys about. Another thing is when I talked to you guys, when I told you guys about my Xfinity home home security camera in my home, and how it had uh, shown all the orbs in my home, all the orbs in my home, and I have to dig down in my um, Google Google Photos to be able to see, to be able to find the video. And I've been thinking about, po- you know, starting a YouTube channel with all the stuff that I'm be posting. But, um, yes, and so... Somehow, I just always lived the life of clutter. Not like um, hoarding clutter, just clutter here and there. 
And as I was looking at home shortly after my son had passed, and I was looking at my camera, my uh, Xfinity camera, I could see that these orbs have very direct intentions. Like there was, I forget what it was. I had my coffee table and there was something sitting on the floor by my coffee table. It didn't belong to my son. But there was these orbs. That and, and this is like, it wasn't any, any of my pets. Because they were importing. But the orbs. Some of the orbs would come from this clutter, this little pile of clutter. And it was definitely a spirit. Not my son's, but definitely a spirit. It could have been my mom. (coughs) Excuse me. I was shocked. And my ego was a little bit hurt because I'd never seen them with my bare eyes. I mean, I see, like, maybe in comparison to what I saw on the camera, I, I've i seen maybe, like, a few in comparison. But these were everywhere. I have no bugs, no gnats. My home is... A little cluttery, but it's not really dusty. There's no dust flying around. Um, These are real orbs. And I know how dust or like a little gnat or something can appear that, you know, as an orb on camera. Trust me, I have exhausted all other reason and possibilities for what it could have been and the conclusion is they were is they were orbs i have since moved from there and i noticed that somebody else has moved in and i wonder what their experiences are just curious i might go knock on their door one day and ask and make that into a podcast to let you guys know how how things are there in comparison to when I was there. So, yeah, and I told you, I mentioned that I knew, I had already known there was an entity there, and I knew because of the what I explained to you a few, y'all a few times already about the air pressure change, air popping, um, dense air, could barely breathe. But also I've heard it growl. And um, I am forgetting what it is that I wanted to come right back. I have to listen to my podcast and to remember what it was. To try and jog my memory. But up in my son's room, uh, which is right across from my art studio, I have we we had uh, hadn't been long had moved there, and I lived there for seven years, and so I had went upstairs, 
at night, and it was talking to him. He was getting ready to go to bed. And he had his closet, one closet in his room, his little walk-in closet. His door was half open. And as I was leaving out, and my mom had died, just died. She had died, I believe, before we moved there, just before. And as I was walking out, I turned around and I said to my son, either good night or bye or something. He was like about nine or ten. And my bedroom was downstairs. And as I said that, he said it was it was either good night or bye, but so did something in the closet. And he looked up and he looked at he looked over at the closet and he looked at me and he wasn't shocked which makes me think that he had heard this plenty of times before. Strange things have happened to him as well. But I looked in the closet, nobody was there, of course. And this wasn't a, what do you call it, a hard um, human living thing speaking. This was like a, like that and just right when I said that my Amazon echo lit up I'm not sure if there's a connection between the two but that's just odd but um yeah so this is a hard these segments I'm doing in my paranormal experiences are hard because they make me face some of the things remember some of the things, talk about some of the things. And the thing about that is that I know that there are people out there experiencing some of these same things and some of these people, some people who are looking for answers. I hope that I'm helping you find them. Oh, boy. So, um... I said this was going to be a brief one, a short one. And so I have to go back and listen to my podcast just before this one to find out what it was. I really wanted to come back and talk to y'all about. Oh, okay. So um, in my last podcast, I was telling you guys about how my dog and my cat were were reacting. And my dog was always at a certain time of night, never failed. Always barking at the window, facing out into my patio, and I could feel, sense something evil and sinister looking in at me, a male figure. Like, he wanted to really get in. Sometimes there would be many wanting to get in. Well, remember when I mentioned, if you guys listened to my last podcast, if not, this will be the first time you're hearing it. But remember when I mentioned the the man whose mid-thigh to his boot I could hear in my hallway psychically it was a very narcissistic 
I am here. Presence. Boom. Like a footstep that is like a heavy-footed person. But I was the only one in my home. And it was completely quiet. And it was not an audible sound. It was a psychic sound. Well, the energy of that person was the same energy as what I felt was looking in through my window that my dog was working at. And then one time I would sleep on my sofa at night. I didn't want to sleep in my bedroom because I wanted to, I didn't have a TV in there at that time. And also I just had enough of the, just, oh, my bedroom. There was, okay, so I guess it shouldn't have surprised me that there were so many orbs. Like I was, we would literally breathe in orbs, it seemed like. Just breathing, because that's how many, that, that's how thick it, what my home was with the orbs. And so, um, I was laying down one night, and this is the infamous 2 to 5 a.m. somewhere. I think it was more like 3-something that this happened. It was a dream, but then again, it was not a dream. All my dreams are like this, especially uh, even when I was a very little girl. I've always been a very vivid dreamer. I'm a lucid dreamer also, but I've also been a very vivid dreamer. And um, I saw this woman... I mean, her, what she was wearing didn't look like it was too dated, but her energy felt like she was probably back in the, I don't know what time era. Let's see. Probably back in, not too long ago, actually. No, I'm, I'm accessing my memory bank, and I'm like, I don't think it was that long ago. Because before I moved there, my neighbors told me that that my townhome had been empty for a long time. So you guys know how those go, how that goes. And so she was holding her baby. And these people were just as real as me. She was holding her baby. And she was heading up my, up, up my steps to where my art studio in my son's room where I was and she kind of turned around and she noticed me but she didn't care she kind of turned around and you know how you move your arm like to in an art to tell somebody come on come on that's what she did she didn't say it but she moved her arm and I could psychically hear her say that And I knew she was bringing new spirits into the home. This weird thing. This happens my whole life. This is like where I'm at now is the most peaceful I've been. It's not the best area of town, which is odd because... 
where I lived in my townhome. It wasn't the best area either, but it was, to me, it was a good area. area. Well, this here is a good area too, so just not this apartment complex. I mean, it's peaceful, it's quiet now. When I first moved over here, it was quiet, and it's shortly like a month or two after my neighbors, my old neighbors had moved in, and it was hell for a whole year. But this was the most, this is the most peaceful place I have ever lived in my life. And I mean peaceful, I mean peaceful from spirit activity. very interesting and yeah I'm flashback into something else uh, going back into the shadow people my sister I had just I've been working on she's been working on herself also getting out of a very um, narcissistic abusive relationship she'd been in for 10 plus years And when she got out of the relationship, she didn't go very far because she was still in that influence. So finally, she, because she wasn't ready before because, you know, she wasn't ready to accept the fact that it wasn't going, the relationship wasn't going to work. So when she did decide, and I had spoken to her and she told me that something I had told, told her um, helped her make up her mind to leave. She came over here, where I'm at now, and she stayed with me for the night before she moved up to the northern part of the of of Dallas, uh, of Texas. But I noticed that when she left, there is this shadow person now. that sits there and looks at me. And I know what it's about. Because I had told her before she decided she'd had enough. And I mean like the week, a week or two before she had decided to have, that she had had enough. We had had all went out to um, uh, Beaumont, Texas uh, with my nephew and went to his church and we he gave us a whole tour. It was so much fun. Um, the largest gathering we've had um, in this side of the family, you know, of America because the rest of, of of our family is about a couple states away in a very long time. So this was very special, especially with my um, nieces and nephews and, and um And, um, so, where was I going with that? And so, um, she, she had decided that she just had enough. She had decided that she, and, and she also decided that she misses time with her own family. Because it was like she was kept like a princess in a castle. But, and she didn't really get a chance to spend that time around her own family. And I can tell you, whenever I went over there to their house, 
You can see pictures of all of his family, but never pictures of her or her family was ever allowed. Um, And she's that type of person that would love pictures of her family around her. And so to see that, I really wasn't surprised. Because, okay, so while we were out there in Beaumont, I mean, yeah, we were drinking red apple ale, I think it was. I think. It was red something. Some six-pack bottles. And she had three, I had three. And they were pretty strong. So, yeah, we were pretty tipsy. But I remember a discussion that quickly turned into an argument. And then she was like, oh, I hate arguing with my sisters. And she gave me a big hug and all was well. But anyway, what the argument was about was that she was trying to tell me that shadow people are good. And she sees them all the time. And I was trying to tell her no. And um, she was... she felt that she was right. And then she started saying that we were drinking now. She was the, she started saying that um, she's not she knows that she doesn't know about the spirit world to where she feels that she should know. Like where, where I am. And um, I told her, I said you have a lot of negative attachments to you and I explained to her why I said that and um you know you from where she's coming from and in the and the oh my goodness that him and his uh, brother but his brother's not as bad as her ex um I used to date his brother true story and so I told her that it's normal and not normal, but I would expect that. And that that might be what's holding her there. The negative energy lights. That negativity. Um, and uh, I kept trying to tell her, kept trying to tell her, kept trying to tell her. But that's where the arguments grew from. And then, so going back to when I told you guys that when um, she had left to go up to uh, North Texas, the shadow figure that was left behind, I pretty much knew that because that's what I was trying to tell her was attached to her in the first place. So, um, our sister's house is quite peaceful, actually quite peaceful indeed. I love being over there. I love being here because it's peaceful here. Um, do I miss? And there was like a deep psychic connection going on over there at my last place with the spirit world. And yeah, you get demons and stuff like that mixed in as well. Somebody I didn't even know had told me that there was, in my bedroom closet, was a portal that was open. So I don't know what the people who lived there before were 
because it had been empty for a long time. So I don't know what the people who had lived there before was into. Was they into dark magic or what? But, um, yeah, it's crazy. And then I dated a girl who was into dark magic, but that was also after all of this. And then... Um, I, the person that I dated, uh, my sister's ex's brother, um, he, one time I was in the hospital, really ill, and he came up behind me, knowing that I was helpless, I was sitting in the, in the wheelchair, I think it was, and he whispered in my ear that he's the devil, and so, yeah, that's how negative they they were. So that's not the family. That's just them two. Um, but yeah, his brother's way worse. So you guys can understand that. Whew, okay, so I'm going to end this here. I feel like I am wore out. So this has been a journey. These two podcasts in itself, but this whole segment on my. Uh, psychic paranormal experiences. Mm-mm-mm. I need to write a book about this stuff. But anyway, you all uh, take care. Be kind. And I love you all. Know that. Okay? And um, thank you all for listening in. If you knew, thank you. Thank you for lending me your ear. And until next podcast. Bye.